welcome to the Injured to Elite podcast with your host, Dr. David Meyer, sports physical therapist and mental performance coach. Dr. Dave is a former Major League Baseball rehab coordinator and has now integrated the mental side into physical rehabilitation. This podcast shares the many stories and strategies of those who have taken themselves from injured to elite. Head over to www.injuredtoelite.com to learn more about David and his recently published book, Injured to Elite. Everybody, Dave back here with episode number 71 of the Injured to Elite podcast. Now, I don't know about all of you, but I can't believe we're already almost in September, heading towards the end of the summer. In baseball, we call these the dog days of August. Why? Because it can be hot, humid, and it seems like the season just doesn't end. The interesting thing about the dog days of August is I found it to be almost an illusion. It's almost like, before we know it, we're heading towards the end of the year and we ask ourselves, what did we get done this year? What do I want to do next year? What's going on with my goals? And if there's anything I know about you as my listener, I'm pretty confident that you have a goal that you're working seriously towards. Maybe it's a physical goal with your own performance, overcoming an injury maybe, or maybe it's helping others with those things. I want to share a few stories with all of you about several points in my life when I was in those dog days of August, symbolically in my life, and how I nudged myself through it. So the theme of this podcast is really helping you get yourself amped up to get yourself on track to make this year everything you hoped and wished it would be. And there's some specific questions that I think can really change the game for you some of which I heard recently, and others that kind of came to me as I prepared for this podcast episode. So let me zoom in to something I've talked to all of you about many, many times, which is the story behind me going from my undergraduate days to grad school, getting into NYU, where I got my DPT. That was a tough transition for me. In 2008, when the stock market crashed, I was back home. I graduated from SUNY Albany undergrad in 2007. I found myself living in the house I grew up in with my mother and just lost my father that year prior. I felt like I was in the never-ending dog days of August. All I wanted to do was get a well-paying job. I was pre-med, so I was looking for pharmaceutical sales jobs. I was doing everything under the sun to get myself to that next step in my life. I thought I was an adult, and I thought that I was going to make all my dreams come true within a year. A lot of that was predicated on losing my father. That Thanksgiving of 2006, my senior year of college, I vowed to my family that I was going to do whatever I could to make them proud, make my father proud, and and myself. For me, my dream was to work in professional baseball. At the time, I didn't know if I was going to go to physical therapy school, medical school, what the exact direction was. I just knew that I needed to do it. The next few years before getting eventually into PT school was a slow process. 
I actually ended up graduating on time in 2007. And like I said, I was back home for quite some time, for two years, really. That first year, I actually went back to junior college to take more classes. And that's when I played junior college baseball after I already had a bachelor's degree. That was a difficult time for me. I felt like the scenery wasn't changing. My social life was pretty stale at that point in time. Really what kept me sane at that point was going to the gym, putting on lean muscle, and working towards my career. I think back to that because I know a lot of you are freaking out. And I go through almost a daily freak out of, I'm not going quick enough, I'm not progressing, I'm not making everything happen. But I look back to specifically a few points, this is one of them, and I realize over a few year period of time, there are these specific things that will culminate into you getting where you want to go. And also, there are specific questions you probably want to ask yourself in terms of, is it worth it or what direction should you go? And I want to bring those to you so that can help you make some decisions right now to get the most out of 2021 as you're still at a point in time where you can pivot, you can amp things up, you can change things around, you can make things happen. Whether it's rehabbing your body, all overhauling your mindset, getting a business going, getting that job, getting into a program to further your education, there's time. You got four months left and it's still the summer. But it's very important right now to get mindful, put yourself in the driver's seat, and let's start that process by just taking a nice conscious breath right here, taking a moment, taking a nice breath in through the nose and out through the mouth and thinking about that intention of yours, what it's been. So back to my story there. When I was stuck at home on a daily basis, eating the same food almost every day, I was into a high-protein, very traditional bodybuilding-esque diet, tons of lean chicken breast, and actually a lot of whole wheat pasta at the time, I thought that was good. A lot of things in my life were lacking variety. But I knew that I needed to hunker down to get to this next point in my life. And for me, my focus became getting into physical therapy school. After that year I played junior college, I then went to a physical therapy clinic to work at as an aide. And that experience was very valuable to me because it provided me a framework to understand what the profession was actually like and certain elements that I knew I didn't like. I think a lot of my feelings and sentiments towards the clinic model stemmed from what I saw before even going to PT school. I knew that the clinic model really wasn't ideal. I felt like there was a huge influx of patients coming in, a lack of ability to really handle the volume, and a lack of time resources to really give the patients what they really desired and what they wanted. And that's why I was very intrigued by different technologies that we can integrate. And now, of course, the remote things that we can use, Zoom, and of course, creating a podcast and all the different channels that I've utilized to streamline my work. Webinars, writing a book, audiobook, all these things, these tools that can really change the game for people that are in need of help physically and mentally. Nonetheless, I still had this goal of getting to PT school and eventually 
While I was working as an aide that year, I got the news that I got in. Now, when I zoom out, I think of this really long, drawn-out period of my life, but the icing on the cake is this. I stayed on track, I stayed in a direction, and eventually I got to where I needed to go. PT school for me was one of the most fun periods of my life. I had a blast. New York City between the years of 2009 to 2012 was great. The city was really developing that hip vibe at that time between the food culture, the bar scene. It was a lot of fun. So I got to marry that with PT school, which was a great experience, socially and educationally. So even though those two years were kind of brutal for me, it made up for it when I got into NYU's PT program. Now, the first thing I want to mention to you as the question to ask yourself in terms of maybe what direction you should be even heading is this. What are you going to talk about for a long time? What are you going to talk about for a long time? What do I mean by that? For me, getting my doctorate in physical therapy is something that will always be a big part of my story. It's something that I will always talk about. Even if I don't practice formal conventional physical therapy, that's fine. It's such a massive piece to what has developed me into the professional and the individual I am today. And I think of a lot of things we devote our mental energy towards, whether it's a smaller project or a bigger project, creating a piece of content. A lot of those pieces we're not going to talk about for a very long time. So right now in August, as we're heading towards the end of this year and we're thinking about what is the impact I wanted to have in 2021 and going forward, I want you to ask yourself this question. What are you going to talk about for a very long time after? And if you already think to yourself, well, this might be cool for a hot minute, a month, maybe the rest of this year, then I would question that. I would maybe do a little more soul searching. I would spend some reflection time on that. For me, it doesn't mean that it's going to become my identity, whatever the goal is. And I've learned that. It means that it's something that's going to stand the test of time with you as an individual above just a title or any of that. Moving along here, something that I've experienced, especially through the pandemic, when I've spent a lot of time on my own in my studio, office, whatever you want to call it, within just four walls by myself, looking at a, a monitor many times, I've experienced this daily freak out almost every day. I'll come into the day amped up. I'll go through my routine. I'll do my meditation. I will do my social media posting. I'll do some exercise and work on one of my projects. Towards the end of the day, I have what I call my daily freak out, where at almost one point, Every day, I question everything. What am I doing? Why am I doing all of this? Why am I devoting so much time towards something that's moving slowly? And come back the next day, and I get back on the horse. This daily freakout moment, I think a lot of us experience, whether it's feeling a pain over and over again, or feeling a certain part of your body act up that just always seems to really grab your attention to the point where you freeze, or it could be building a business like me. It could be working towards getting 
a job in a certain area or discipline or getting into a program where you feel like giving up. I have to tell you, it's very normal to feel this. The important thing to note there is it's not about avoiding that daily freak out moment. It's very much about leaning into that, actually. Lean deep into that. Don't run from that. If you have to freak out for five minutes, 10 minutes, an hour, that's okay. The question is, what do you do in those moments while you're freaking out? Some of the things not to do, isolate yourself to the point where you just bottle it in and you take it with you into tomorrow. That's the first thing that I've been very guilty of doing a few times that doesn't work well. So who is in your phone? Who's in your contacts? Who's in your email? Who's immediately around you that you can share this with openly, non-judgmentally, where they're not going to beat you up for it, but at the same time, they might give you a little bit of the tough love you need. I have several people, I'm very fortunate, they allow me to come to them with my daily freakout, whether it's my fiance Olia or it's John Denny. I am very fortunate that I have these, I have this social support system that even in the dog days of August will say, okay, hold on, hold on. You were talking about this between January and March. Where are you at with that? And then it's quickly after that where I get back on track with my thinking and I take action. Now, if I keep coming to some conclusion about a certain thing that I was working on earlier in the year that's not sitting well with me, then I let myself, I lean into that. I let myself come to maybe a new conclusion on how I'm going to change that process or change that goal of mine going forward. And I'm okay with that. I don't beat myself up too much for that. If I want to make an adjustment, I make the adjustment. But remember, you don't want to drift too much. You spent a lot of time and effort, especially thinking time, towards whatever it is you're working on. Don't leave it so quickly. And certainly don't let it drift away in those dog days or these dog days of August. Because this is exactly the time when it could happen. We get a little lazy, right? So I want to share with you for this one, a specific question to ask yourself that I learned from Pat Flynn, one of my favorite podcasts, on something he was told by Tim Ferriss, the author of The 4-Hour Workweek, which was, if it were easy, what would it look like? So I heard this on Pat Flynn's YouTube channel, and it really struck a chord with me. So I thought that this had a lot of context with not only me, but also the people that I work with. I want you to ask yourself, If it were easy, what would it look like? If you could dumb it down a little bit, if you can simply kind of get out of your head and into action, what does that most immediate action look like that might be easy? I'll let you think about that to figure out what that means to you. But for me, I know that a lot of times I like to make things extraordinarily difficult. Whether it's a rehab program, my own rehab that I'm doing for a body part, a lot of times it gets a little overcomplicated because I like the creative side. So that's a double-edged sword at times. So sometimes I have to remind myself, if it were easy, what would it look like? I hope that one helps you as much as it is for me. So going towards the last piece here, I want you to think about this. It's a baseball analogy, but you don't have to be a baseball fan or even really like the game to appreciate this one. 
You just got to know a little bit of the fundamentals of baseball, all right? When you're on third base, you want to score, right? Very simple. You made it all the way from the batter's box, eventually to third base, unless you came in as a pinch runner. But let's assume that you were at the plate. Let's also assume that third base is representative of the dog days of August, and you're looking to score for this year. You're looking to get that run. Something that I was talking to my mentor, John Denny, a lot about a few months ago was this concept between swinging for the fences and base hits. I know for myself, I can make things overcomplicated. A lot of times, a base hit is just, if not more effective, than a home run swing. Now, there's going to be times when you hit the ball hard and it flies out of the park. There's going to be a lot of times when that happens and it's a fly ball and you're out. Not that you took the risk or the chance. It's not about that. You always want to hit the ball hard. But the question is, are you trying to make contact or are you trying to do more than you need to? So John Denny and I talk a lot about hitting singles and doubles, not home run swings. When we're talking about the dog days of August, when we're talking about capitalizing on this year to have maximal impact, an important element is not to catch yourself always with a home run swing. Sometimes it's just hitting the ball hard up the middle, as we say in baseball. So the way I want to bring this together for you, and maybe this is because I went to my first baseball game this past week since the pandemic, which felt amazing being at City Field. Actually, the first time being there since 2019, I believe. They played the Dodgers, didn't play so hot, but that's all right. The question you want to ask yourself is, what type of hit do you need in the situation you're in? Assume you're on third base. Now, for you baseball people, you know that a sacrifice fly can get you in, a fielder's choice can score, or a base hit. All these things get you in. For the non-baseball people out there, what that means is when you're on third base, there's a lot of ways to get home. doesn't need to be from a big hit. But here's the thing. When you're on third base, you don't want to get caught sleeping on third. Because when you get a little lazy there, whether it's the dog days of August or any month, that pitcher just needs to throw the ball over and you're out. So the most important thing is being present in that moment to do what you need to do in that situation. Not the World Series situation. That moment right there. So being present with your situation on third base. Hopefully that's where your daily mindfulness helps you out. But if not any specific practice, at the very least anchoring in to meeting yourself where you're at right now. With your goals and projects, your physical rehabilitation, your academic application for whatever program you're applying to, all these things. I know for me, when I was going through that two-year period between undergrad and graduate school, many points in time, it felt like it might not ever happen and felt like a confusing time for me to the point where I would say, if it wasn't for my gym routine that I had, I, I don't know if I'd be the person I am right now. I don't know if I would have gotten to where I needed to go. So I guess on top of everything I'm saying to you, you do need that one thing that keeps you going. 
that might not be specifically or directly related to what your goal is, but it just energizes you on a daily basis. It could be listening to podcasts. It could be creating content of your own. That is something that really can be glue for you to take you through any situation at any point. Just recapping though, the three questions right now that I want you to ask yourself to get yourself going, to nudge yourself forward, to make this the year that you originally intended it for it to be. Number one, what are you going to talk about for a long time? If you can't figure out what direction to go, what's something that you can foresee yourself really thinking about, talking about for quite a while? Number two, if it were easy, what would it look like? So if you're having your daily freakout moments like I have every day still, I always remind myself, if it were easy, what would it look like? How can I dumb this process down to the basic elements to allow myself to take consistent action? And the last one is my favorite one because of my love for baseball. What hit do you need in the situation you're in? Maybe all it is is a sacrifice fly. The non-baseball people, that's a pop-up. That's an out. Sometimes an out is all you needed. As long as you're present and in the moment there and paying attention, not caught sleeping on third base, that's all it might be. You might be very close. So I hope these three things help you to drive all your progress forward the rest of this year, no matter what side of the fence you're on, whether it's a physical therapist, an athletic trainer, an athlete that's in rehabilitation, mental performance coach maybe, entrepreneur, you name it. People with serious goals. The theme here, again, is not letting yourself drift away too far in these dog days of August. Times are crazy. We all have to be very grateful for what we have. If we're here listening to a podcast, then we're quite lucky, especially in these times in the world. If you want to live a life on purpose, with intention, remember I always talk about those three elements, intention, attention, and tension. If we want all of those, if you want a life with those things, then it's always anchoring ourselves back. Even if we have a daily freak out, even if we question everything, even if we forget what our why is, it's okay. Come back. Make the most of it right now. I'm looking forward to hearing from all of you out there on things that you're working towards and how I can be of service to help you what you want to hear more of, you can follow me on Instagram, Dave M. Meyer. You can send me an email, davemeyer at plperform.com. Let me know what your injured toolie journey is looking like. I hope you've enjoyed the last few episodes. We had some awesome guests on, Ford Dyke on performance-based mindfulness, and most recently, Dr. James Spencer and Don Stanley on their Bearded Balance program. We're going to have some more baseball-centric episodes coming up towards the end of the baseball season. And next week, we're going to have a highlight episode that features some of the top injured to elite stories that we've had come on the show. Lastly, special shout out to the Injured to Elite Network and community. We had our first strength and conditioning mastermind session, which was hopefully a win for everybody, which was an awesome meeting of the minds to help professionals on the side of strength and conditioning from all different areas. And there's going to be many more of those types of sessions on the network. Check it out at 
www.injuredtoelite.com forward slash network to learn more about that. And stay tuned for the Injured to Elite Masterclass, which will be coming soon. More details to come on the next few podcasts. I hope you have an amazing rest of your August and year. Take these three questions and move on forward towards those dreams and goals of yours. Have a great rest of your day. 